everybody. Welcome to Wildfire Tribe Podcast. It's lovely to have you back. Anything that you need to know about who we are, have a look at wildfiretribe.life. Yes, there's a whole bunch of awesomeness Hang right on, there. I've never got to say who I am. <laughs> my name is Sean. Hey, and my name is Kylie, and, and we are Wildfire Tribe. Sean and Kylie Henderson from Wildfire Tribe. Thank you so much for everybody that is listening. And Kylie, there's people listening from all around the world as we keep discussing. We have new listeners from other parts of the world. Why don't you rattle off that list off the top of your head? We have some new listeners from Bahrain. We have listeners from Qatar and Singapore. So welcome to the tribe, guys. We also have a whole bunch of people in the UK, in the US, in South Africa, in India, in Australia, New Zealand. Just amazing. I reckon it's amazing that people are listening from all around the world. And we just thank you so much for the people that are. We also ask if you are listening, you're loving the show, please go on to our website, wildfiretribe.life, and check out the links to all the other places too and share our our stuff that we're doing. We've got music out there. We've got artwork. We have a book. We have all sorts of things happening. But we really just would love for you to like, comment, and share that. We just want more people to tune in and be able to hear what we're bringing. Now, we do have a listener who is very young. I got told this week that we have a listener who's about three and that would make him the youngest listener that I know of. And he's in Australia, and his name is Don. Don! Hey, Don! Hello, Don. So thank you so much for tuning into Wildfire Tribe. He knows that we are Sean and Kylie, and thank you for asking your mum to put the podcast on when you're in the car. Yeah, it's so cool. We are just dancing and singing with the angels with you today, Don, in this mystical wonder and awesomeness that is Wildfire Tribe. So Don and everybody else around the world, today's topic that we're going to discuss is walk the freedom way we call ourselves the freedom and adventure mystics that's who we are so walk the freedom way is definitely a topic that we do like to talk about last year we decided to walk 600 kilometers with backpacks on and we walked from a place in new south wales in australia on the coast and we started at a place called eden like Mm. the garden of eden and we basically headed north. We carried all our food, our water, sleeping bags, clothes, cameras, computer equipment, and we set out to do this freedom walk, endeavoring to be as free as we possibly could, and that included camping at night, wherever we chose to camp. Yeah, freedom camping. I just had this I, this picture of just being like this tropical paradise every day, just swimming and like camping on beaches and I definitely had that in my mind how amazingly ho- holiday-like that was going to be. So we both <laughs> thought that we were going to be camping on beaches, walking on beaches, probably had that picture of cocktails, hammocks, uh, probably, you know, birds with one leg. What are those ones? <laughs> Flamingos. Flamingos. That kind of picture in our mind. And then we just thought it was just going to be this, um, yeah, laying around, reading books under a palm tree, having people bring us drinks in coconuts. <laughs> I wasn't thinking any of that. <laughs> no, well, Because we I were going to be walking. But, yeah, I was thinking the beach part was probably going to be a little bit more like paradise than the desert. So the worst part of it all then is that it was actually my idea to do this walk 
and that I was the one that was thinking of the coconuts and the rum and the flamingos and you weren't. <laughs> I know because I'm the practical part of the relationship. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the middle of summer in Australia, so that's the absolute hottest it can be, obviously. And the beaches in Australia actually do not have palm trees on them. There is no trees on them. No, they're actually like desert wastelands, really. Mm, and there's no fresh water to drink? No, no fresh water. And down on the south coast, there was just these really steep, sandy beaches so that if you wanted to walk on the hard part, you were basically walking like on a 45 degree angle. Mm. And if you wanted to walk on the flat part, you were walking in deep, soft sand. Yeah, so now that you've tuned into the Australian version of backpacking guide to whatever, because <laughs> that sounds like what this is all about, but we're actually mystical adventurers. We're not necessarily just backpackers, but that's what we're talking about today is the walk that we did last year. So in case you've tuned in thinking, what kind of weird hiking show is this? Uh, it's not just a hiking show. It's actually a mystical conversation about hiking as well. So we set out about 600 kilometers is what we ended up doing. But our intention from the beginning was just to keep on going north. It's also to not veer far off the coast to try and be able to see the waves etc uh, as much as we could so the serenity of the beach and walking on our own and walking with God as we headed north and to to also just show us the things that he wanted to show us yeah I definitely felt like that you know in this time of transitioning especially for a lot of us that were coming out of a long time lockdowns and uh, all the restrictions that have been a part of everybody's life globally but especially in Australia where we were we couldn't even visit people we knew in other states and 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 sometimes in other ge geographical uh, government areas within our own states we weren't able to go to some of these places so we were coming out of that time of restrictions and really feeling like um, this sense of freedom, like freedom for the people, but freedom that like Jesus had already bought for us. We, we had this stirring in our spirit to just remind ourselves who we already are and to connect with nature in that, in that place of just putting our feet on the land and, and reminding creation who she is and just uh, being reminded ourselves as we were walking with one another and just fleshing out those conversations about who we are in God and and what it is that he has for us what what are our choices what does our life look like what is unfolding in this great walk that we're doing why are we even doing this yeah, it was this, definitely this a great... time of transition for us as a couple too though wasn't it mm, definitely yeah it certainly was it was like this little bridge between a lot of things that we had decided to leave behind and coming into a space where we it was unfamiliar territory so it was a beautiful experience to walk a part of our country that we've never been to before so it was it was an amazing experience too from that perspective and for me i had just come out of a time uh, on top of all the lockdowns and the discussion about the lack of freedom etc going on around the world but for me personally i'd also stopped smoking cigarettes we're allowed to talk about that on a Christian station, kind of, smoking <laughs> cigarettes and even drinking alcohol. So both of those things I had done 
to the extreme. I had excelled in, at both of those things for many, many years, probably actually about 30 years. And I had recently back then decided that that was not going to be a part of my life moving forward. And we'd also come to a place where we actually had a business, which was also our place of residence that we were trying to sell and we moving towards trying to sell it. So it was looking like uh, after we sold it, that maybe we would not actually even be able to afford a house or anything like that somewhere to live. So it was really a transition between a lot of different, um, a lot of different things. And so for me in my wisdom, uh, stopping those habits that I'd had, looking at having maybe no place to actually physically call home and recently having taken on exercise because I've never really done much of that either because you don't necessarily do much exercise or do much good for yourself when you're spending so much time actually focused on doing so much bad for your body. So in the transition from bad to good, I come up with the master plan of why don't we just walk everywhere that we go instead of driving because we may not even be able to afford to have a car at the end of all of this maybe we'll just walk so <laughs> i was walking a lot i was walking the dog and i got this brain wave and then it turned into let's walk basically from the very bottom of australia to the very top but because of all the lockdowns etc we couldn't do that complete um, the complete all the way because of the borders being closed so we decided to start at eden the garden of eden so why don't you take it from there, Kylie? When I looked up the definition of freedom, free, the definition of freedom in the dictionary is the power or right to speak, think or act as one wants. And it is the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. The power or right to act, speak or think as one wants. So the opposite of freedom is what happens to you when you get put into jail mm. uh, in the likes of Australia. So the opposite of freedom is a picture like that for me is is that you're put into a place where you're unable to move about freely, you're unable to make decisions that you would normally make for your life. So you have your freedom stripped from you. And I, mm. I personally felt like as we were coming out of the lockdowns, etc., in Australia, that yeah, I was sick of being told what to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I was sick of being told that I could go to the hardware shop, but I couldn't go to the beach. And all of the ridiculous rules that were in, in place at the time. And I was really, for me, coming out of the situations that we spoke of, of uh, moving into a, possibly trying to find a new house to live in a new town and all of that, was really that expression of, we're out of jail, we're out of this lockup, we're out of this place of uh, being told what we can do and where we can go and we're just breaking free. So the ideal situation for me in that way was, well, let's just go and explore as much of God's creation as we can, knowing full well that we don't have an income or a house. So what better way to do that than to put a bag on your back? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that whole freedom from, like freedom from, freedom from the constraints of our society, like freedom from the limitations that we feel like are on our lives, like the limitations from choices we've made and decisions we've made, but also limitations that we feel like are just there because of expectation and, and all of those kind of things and just stepping into that place of like breaking free from all of those ways that 
I guess we've been trying to carve out a life for ourselves and just to land just with backpacks to just get dropped off in this place and just be left there far far hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kilometers away from our base and and just to be like wow we're free we're free to go any way we want it was an interesting feeling wasn't it yeah so as we started to walk north and everybody was asking us that came across us why what are you doing where are you going we're like we're doing it for freedom Mm. and then they would say are you raising money for something? And we would say, no, we're not. We're, we're walking our own walk of freedom, heading north, because we can. Yeah. And along the way, we're, we're releasing that frequency of freedom. We're releasing that frequency of love. We're praying over the land, uh, which is just having that conversation, that constant conversation with God and, and with one another about the spiritual things that are happening around us. Like I remember, babe, like when we when we were first setting out from Eden and we and one of our beautiful mystical nature friends it lives in Eden and we hadn't seen her for a really, really long time, like a number of years. And we got in contact with her and we were like, Oh my gosh, like we're, we've landed in Eden. We're wondering if we can catch up with you. Is there any possibility? And so she said, yes, yes, that would be amazing. And we teed up with her to meet her on the cliff tops, just overlooking the ocean. And do you remember what happened there, like when we... <laughs> so as she pulled up in her car, eagles also appeared above in the sky and we had not seen the eagles in all of the time we'd been waiting there we'd been there for a few hours waiting and we'd not seen the eagles at all and as she arrived the eagles also arrived Mm. and she's an eagle girl like she the eagles go with her and it was so powerful it's just a beautiful powerful time of connection with um, a beautiful mystical friend who just it, we we just share such a beautiful oneness with that. I tell you the greatest thing too about having her pull up and talk to us was that we had only that was day one of our adventure, and we'd only actually just put our backpacks on for the first time ever with everything in them that we were going to carry, and they were really really heavy. <laughs> they were so they were heavy. so heavy. That I just couldn't imagine walking anywhere with them, let alone hundreds of kilometres. Because although we'd been walking the dog, we hadn't really done any training with a backpack. So when she met us, she actually gave us a lift around a really difficult part of uh, the beach to get us onto an easier part, <laughs> which was which was really really handy for us just as we were starting our adventure. So thank you you know who you are we thank you for giving us that lift around that really difficult part in the beginning and after she dropped us off that was the beginning of actually stepping it out with our backpacks with our new walking poles that we just purchased because we'd heard about these things and heard they were good but we never owned any and we didn't understand that they would be so handy then the whole time that we continue to hike up that um area of Eden and and um, I think it goes to oh, like, I don't know one of those Marimbula or Pambula yeah. or one of those places and as it goes up the coast there we we that eagle kept on was still mm. like there and as we were leaving that area and the eagle just came in and flew back 
and forwards just right we were where we were and we were like hey we were just telling the eagle to say goodbye to our beautiful friend because we'd kind of come to the end of our walking in that geographical area and then the eagle just flew back mm. toward where where our beautiful friend was like like the eagle knew exactly what we'd been on the land for exactly what we were releasing partnering with us excited and saying goodbye to us and just ushering us out of that space so these are just some of the amazing and beautiful things that we've been able to be um, aware of I guess as we really stepped into this freedom walk of not being inside any walls just being in nature every day just finding somewhere to camp every night yeah. and just being in this dome of infinite wonder it's getting to make choices isn't it it's it's having the freedom to make choices as to which direction you're going to go how far how how long you're prepared to spend each day doing it where you're going to stop what birds you're going to look at mm. it's, you've just got complete freedom and in that freedom yeah also comes that connection with our creator mm. that you know when you're sitting and you're looking out at the waves crashing your mind just goes to a different place a place where you're free to think about how the world was created you're free to think about the the drops of water in the ocean mm. how many drops does it take to make an ocean the drops of water that are on the beach in front of you, you know, for every tiny little drop of water that's there, where has it come from? Where was its origins? Where is it going next? Has it been inside somebody <laughs> <laughs> years and years and years ago and now it's a drop in the ocean? And where's it going to be in another thousand years? You know, all of those things that you think when you actually have the time out of the busyness of life, which is also can also be a prison of its own this busyness that we find ourselves in of you know the formula of life and the formula of success in the world that the world has packaged up for us quite often has us running around extremely busy trying to pay things off and trying to get the kids to school and get educated and go to the shops and fit in a little bit of music practice and and maybe even go to church on Sunday, you know, those sorts of things. The busyness of all of that, I find really distracting. I find that the busyness of all of that being the opposite of freedom to actually sit on the beach and look at the waves and think about where the raindrops come from. I find that it's really distracting from my walk with God as well. I find that for me, and when I get tangled up in all of that, although I know that he is my creator and then he's with me all of the time. I almost stop thinking about him in the business. Mm. Yeah, it's like that that illusion of separation comes in again where, you know, it's just like your constant consciousness of always being in him. But the good thing about that lifestyle, Kylie, is that when you start to forget about him being in you and walking in <laughs> union and stuff with you, is that at least on Sunday you get to go to that place <laughs> Sunday morning and get filled up with the and glory you get, you get filled up and then you get charged up and you can walk back out the door full of him to slowly get drained throughout the week yeah. that's that's I have to be honest that's been my experience in the past that that you can find yourself living on that tightrope of walking a very fine line of, of you know a faith walk if you like I'm walking mm. on that 
big cable across the Grand Canyon and I'm trying to stay on there. I'm trying not to make too many mistakes. I'm trying not to be too busy. But I know that at the other end where I can have a rest is Sunday. You know, I can get to there on Sunday. If I can just get to there, then I might have enough energy. I might be on track enough. I might be balanced enough to go back. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like, you know, just as we've been talking about the freedom, freedom from the constraints as we started out our journey we're making that you know we're, we're all the things that we want to be free from then we're coming into that place of freedom to do all these things to have all these choices and everything and then that kind of brings us what you're talking about now is into that place of freedom to be there is this freedom that's not just to do what we want but it's actually the freedom to be who we're meant to be this freedom to be who we actually already are it's about coming into the conscious reality that there is already more. So, yeah, I feel like that was part of, you know, this this journey of, of walking up the coast was also this personal revelation of that, continuing to realize, like, everything isn't what you think it's going to be, but it doesn't take away from the reality of what already is. I remember thinking in the early stages of it too that a lot of the walk was actually going to be about, you know, that thing that we us Christians do where we, we walk around looking for things that God wants us to do. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do that? <laughs> I try not to anymore because, yeah, yeah. We, we don't live in that place anymore. But I think that that yeah. was part of it for me. <laughs> I was still getting out of that, you know, having to do something for God, which, is, which comes from knowing... Or thinking you know your relationship with him you know so uh, even back then which is not really that long ago my thinking has changed which is great to think about I'm being transformed by the renewing <laughs> of my mind but I was definitely walking along at times with those walking things you know each step was like banging them onto the ground and just declaring things for our country things for the town things for the houses that mm. we were walking past you know when you walk past a house that looks like the people inside have a dysfunctional life and you you judge judge the house because it's got long lawn and broken down cars out the front and it's like well they can't be having a very nice existence so I'm going to pray for them as I go past it's that that you know doing 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 stuff again that you have to do stuff for God all of the time so I was still getting that out of myself as well on this freedom walk of you know as the walk went by and the walk went by I came more into that that place, that motion, that feeling of actually freedom is, is actually also about not having to do all of these things that I think that I used to have to do. Mm, yeah, it's so true. Especially when we find our value in doing, like in people seeing what you're doing in building something. And then you can tell people too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, we prayed all up and down the coast. Yes. I remember running into people and early on and they'd say, what are you doing? And apart from the freedom walk, if they, if I felt like being bold and telling them the, the faith side of it, I would say, well, you know, we're declaring a revival and that sort of thing because that's the language that we speak in Christian circles as well at times. And so... As, but as I continued to walk and got that out of me as well, you sort of, <laughs> you get all of that stuff out of you, that having to do, that works stuff. You know, faith without works is dead, you know, son, so you've got to do some works while you're walking. So as you get that out of you, 
then you come to a place of relaxation and freedom in him in your creator in god so as i got those things out of me said them did them just walked with him in freedom it becomes much more relaxing when all you have to do is just be with him yeah it's true and and then you really can be in that place of like you know all those things you hope for feeling love being joy like just being light like i know for me uh, more than like a lot of those things that you're talking about just the praying and declaring and stuff i really just wanted to be engaging with the frequencies as well just being light and being frequency and being hope it just allowing ourselves even in the difficulties of walking and some of those times like like really i i realized pretty quickly that i was not very good at walking on sand no you weren't very good you're always a long way behind it was just and i just couldn't do anything about it and if i if i pushed myself and tried to keep up with sean when we were on the beaches I would end up straining like this weird muscle in the back of my knee, which I never even knew existed yeah. before we did this walk. So I just had to, I had to just not worry that I, I would be a beach length behind him. So even as you're struggling to keep up with me, or you're thinking about that, you're you're in a prison. You know, like you're not free. It's just like you actually have some restrictions here in your mind, and you're telling yourself. I have to be right alongside him or right behind him because that's where I'm supposed to be. But that's not freedom. No, it's not. So for me, it was letting go of that worrying Mm. about keeping up and just just loving that moment of solitary walking, just being in that space of my now, which was like, I'm a little bit slower because I always made ground up on the steps. I was always faster in the hills and stuff like that. But... It, you know, it just to just to be embracing, okay, I'm not just going to be angry this whole trip because I can't keep up or I'm too slow or I'm too fast or I, you know, like I'm beating myself up about all the things I'm not doing right and just continue to come into that place of just being loved and loving, of just releasing those frequencies that come from within me, those frequencies of life and hope and freedom and joy, like just experiencing the essence of who we already are which is all within us now you're talking about engaging with frequency and creation kylie that's a bit fluffy what does that mean (laughs) engaging with frequency how do you engage with frequency as you're walking well i just feel like it's kind of like the bliss which i talk about in my book which is this sweet place of connection with me and my creator so it's actually within me because he is within me. His dwelling place is within the center of my being. And then within him is all of creation, which is all of the trees and the rivers and all of these beautiful pieces of us. Um, and they all resonate with a sound, with a frequency, with a light. With We all have it's almost like this warm this all of creation is like Um, like bringing us into this place of oneness so I guess when I'm talking about that I'm talking about being conscious and present in that vibration like in that awareness 
that I that the trees are rustling and the birds are singing and the yeah, ocean so it's is like going. That. It's whoosh. the symphony of creation. It's the it's the orchestra. It's the noises of the land and, and everything like that you're mm, talking about. Definitely. And the frequency. So the frequency or the vibration, and we've spoken about it before. When you relate to it uh, along the lines of music, you know, music has vibration, has different noises and pitches and tones, etc. So when you're talking about engaging with frequency as you're walking through creation, that's what you're doing. You're talking mm. about hearing the mm. earth. You're talking about hearing it, therefore feeling it, getting mm. a sense of it, understanding what it feels like to listen to creation as well, listen to the waves, etc. Mm. I know for me, uh, using your language, engaging with frequency, I know the first night that we camped on the beach, I engaged with frequency as in I was listening to the waves and wondering if we camped <laughs> high enough in the sand dunes or whether we were going to get washed away because we're not beach people either. We're more country people. We're, we grew up out in the country and walking on the beach is not our natural territory. So, yes, engaging with frequency for me was uh, can also be alarming if you're not used to listening to what's going on around you but you know it doesn't take long does it to get mm. used to a new environment when you when yeah. you learn its new sounds i know where we live at the moment there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of birds that come in you hear them sometimes mm. on the podcast yeah into the trees out the front and at first when you first move in somewhere and there's noise like that it's just like my goodness what is going on this is just horrendous how can i live with this but you get to learn to as kylie would say engage with it and understand and i was just reading about those birds this morning uh, and any bird in particular birds sing just before sunrise and just after sunrise have you ever noticed that in the morning there's lots of birds mm. singing and trying to find out the reasons why that is you know engaging with that with with the creation that is around you and there's many reasons why they do that but maybe one of them's just also because at that time of the morning it's very still sounds carry a long way they're warming up to the day they're joyful for a new day they're celebrating a new day they're advertising that they're male or that they are female and this is their place or they're looking for a mate there's so many reasons but when you are tangled up in the busyness of of day-to-day -day activity you don't even necessarily tune into those noises let alone consider anything further in depth as to the reasons why mm. you know god created them god yeah. put them there for our enjoyment god yeah. put them there for us in, to interact with and we just we're too busy driving our car and when yeah. one of them hits our car and dents it we're mad <laughs> <laughs> it's so true you know and often we we walk into our houses and we turn on our tvs and we shut out the, the frequency of creation and we tune into the frequency of our world, which is often just a, a premeditated script of things that are actually there to impose uh, and indoctrinate us with fear. And fear is, is something that um, removes our ability to, to be sensitive to all of the beauty and wonder that there is. What I love about creation too is like there's things like there's flowers that bloom at certain times mm. and if you notice particular flowers on trees, you know for some people 
uh, a flower appearing or a leaf falling off is a change of season, you know, as in autumn or spring or something like that. But to other people that are even more connected with creation and the earth and the world, a flower on a tree might actually say to you, okay, well now it's time to go to the beach and when you mm -hmm. go there, you can catch this type of fish because they're mm -hmm. connected. Yeah, it's like absolutely. a story. Yeah, it is a story and it's speaking to us mm -hmm. if we're willing to listen. And that's the beauty of it. Like even, like how about the magpies, babe? Like the whole time as we journeyed up the coast, we would have these magpies that would fly in, in, in every different area and they would talk to us and they would sing that freedom song. Kylie, we've got people listening to this podcast in <laughs> Bahrain. Have you ever been there? No, I never no, have. Neither have I, and I, I don't know, know what it's like there. I but know. Do you think they've got magpies? Probably not. Okay, so for people around the world that are listening to our podcast, a magpie is a bird, mm -hmm. a black and white bird. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. What size is it? You would say like. In like twenty centimeters high. Something like that. Yeah. And it's they they get aggressive when when they have uh, babies in their nest. Yeah. They, they actually, if you go anywhere near and you're um, not a very nice person, well, it doesn't even matter, but they seem to be able to figure that out too. If you go anywhere near the trees where their nest is, they'll, they'll swoop you. So they'll fly down and they'll try and swoop you to get you to go away. Mm. But over time, they actually develop an understanding of who you are. So if you're a person mm. that doesn't get frustrated by that, doesn't throw rocks at them, doesn't shoot them out of the tree, and, and is it afraid? Is it afraid? Well, yeah, I don't. I think when you're not afraid of them as well. Yeah, so when you just with, talk to them yeah. and just go, hey, it's okay, it's just yeah. me, I'm coming past you every day. Um, I was actually, they get to know you and they actually get to remember you. Yeah. So they, they partner for life as well, magpies, lots of birds do. And they remember you, they can actually, they know who you are by yeah. looking at you. So they can remember if you're a person that was nice to them last year, yeah, then there's every chance that judging by your character last year, that you're also going to be okay with them this year. And that's what I loved about our journey up the coast too, is that we were going into areas we'd never been into. Mm. And these magpies were welcoming us and we were talking to them and they were coming and singing to us. And they weren't the magpies we walked past every day on our walk mm. in our town. You have to put some photos on, on the website, Kylie, on wildfiretribe.life. We put some photos up of the birds that we that were visiting us when we'd have breakfast in the morning. Yeah, for sure. And I'll put some clips on our um on our By the way, so when people, when we talk about uh, references to books, photos, websites, etc., is there a way that you actually put links on this podcast that people can go to? Yeah, for sure. So if there's any references in this podcast that we make to any books and stuff like that, I can pop those up in the description of the podcast so you can know where to go to find those things. I think a very important book for us to actually mention, Kylie, is the Bible. Yes. It kind of gives us credibility <laughs> in the Christian mystical space, I believe. So you better chuck a bit of Bible stuff in. Yeah, so what were your thoughts in that space? Well, Galatians 5 verse um, 1, which is written by Paul. Now, Paul was a dude who was like, uh, he, he was a, a fellow that at times was definitely not living a life of freedom. He was actually imprisoned for many years. But even within that, 
he mentally was still free. He was a very, he's a very challenging thinker, Paul. And Paul wrote a lot of books that are in our Bible, including Galatians. And he also was shipwrecked. He got bitten by snakes. He, he had a really adventurous existence, just like us, Kylie, mm. in that we're, we try and be adventurous. Yeah. And so in Galatians 5 verse 1, he says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burned again by a yoke of slavery. Come on. So it's really powerful. It's a really powerful verse when it mm. comes to the discussion of freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So now that you're mm. free... Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back into slavery. Mm. So now that you're free, Kylie, you're free to walk up and down the beach and have this life of flamingos and drinking rum and coconuts, etc. Mm. Don't go back. No, don't go back. Don't go back into the imprisoned mind of thinking that you're not free, of thinking that you have to do some more things before you can buy your your freedom like he he it is for freedom that christ has set us free i love in john it talks about it so if the sun sets you free you are free indeed john eight thirty six. so yeah. if the sun sets you free you will be free indeed do you know who's saying that do you know who's saying that kylie no it's your verse You're yeah the one i know it. but like i was just wondering if you might have known so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. You better look it up, Kylie. Mm. Seems like this is a Christian mystic podcast and you're bringing the Christian Bible references. You should know more about <laughs> who writes these things. It's in John 8, 36. So if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. I know who the sun is. The what, sun is Jesus. What about in 32, John eight thirty two? it says, and you will know the truth and, and the, truth the truth will set, set you free. free. This is like when we were talking about the word, who is Jesus, the mm. truth, who is Jesus. Mm. And you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the truth is Jesus. And because in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And then in John eight thirty two and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Mm. And I think it is Jesus who is presenting himself through, <laughs> throughout the, the book of John, throughout the gospel. <laughs> he's presenting himself as the divine son of God, and he's presenting himself to the Jewish people. And, he, and, and he's saying to them all of these crazy, wild things about who he is. Because they're waiting for the saviour of the world to come, aren't they? They're expectant mm. that somebody is going to arrive. They know of, in the Old Testament, it points towards uh, at some stage in the future that somebody is going to come and mm. be the saviour of the world. Yeah. And he's standing right there in front of them, yeah. telling them who he is and that he is here to set them free, to not go back from that freedom. Yeah and who he is and who mm. he's related to.
So this kind of brings me to like the the piece for me where I, I was like, well, it, the essence of freedom itself is really the fact that we have been set free, not even just from the restrictions of our culture, from the decisions of our government, from the from the misconceptions and the limitations of our mind, but we've actually been set free from the law of sin and death. In Romans it says, For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Mm. So we've actually been set free from death. Yeah, well I was listening to a podcast this morning about (laughs) immortality. Come on. Yeah, so Kingdom Talks Media interviewed the three authors and I'm really sorry I I can't remember all of their names but Luke Agee is one of them. Tommy Miller, Miller, mm-hmm. and the other fellow, I can't remember him, I haven't seen him before, but they've all released books about immortality, Yeah. and immortality, immortality referenced from the Bible, exactly what you're talking about, that, that not only did Jesus do what he did, so there was no separation between us and God, but he actually set us free from the wages of sin, and the wages of sin is death. But he set us free from that, mm-hmm. from the wages of sin being death. That means, therefore, that death is no longer what we get paid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not what we earn. So therefore, if death is not something that is in our future, then only life is. Yeah, absolutely. Life in abundance, immortality. Yeah. Do we even have to die? Does our body die? And it was, a, it was an amazing conversation to listen to these guys that actually have made it their life's work to study these topics. They're not just, you know, just alluding to references here and there. They've spent their life actually unpacking it all. And these three fellows are thoroughly convinced, and they're not the only people in the world, that we actually do not even have to physically die. Our mm. bodies don't have to die. Yeah. That's very controversial, Kylie, in Christian circles. Definitely. It's very controversial. And those guys' names, just for remembrance, there's Michael King. Um, there was Luke Agee, who, who has written his book called Immortality. And there is um, Tommy Miller, who has written his book called Deathless. Yeah. So they were interviewed by Gil Hodges on um, Kingdom Talks. So that's a discussion, that's a much broader discussion. I think we've sort of touched on it a few times. Mm. It's not exactly our forte, if you like, but there are people, if you're interested around the world, your listeners, about the subject of immortality and what Jesus died for to set us free from with regards to sin and life and death and all of those things, there is an absolute wealth of information available all around the Mm. world. If you can't find something, get in touch with us. Go to our website. We can put you in touch with people who are experts in all of these things. Yeah, absolutely. There are some amazing mystics out there that are really just knowledgeable in beautiful little niches. Mm. And we just love uh, having a broader discussion about all of those different things, which is really exciting. Like this in Romans 8, it says, and this is the part that I kind of feel like weaves a lot of what we were doing on our freedom walk as well. In Romans 8, it says that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom 
of the glory of the children of God. And it's like we've come into this place where we have obtained the freedom through Christ and then we can give that freedom to creation herself. So out of us flows rivers of living water to water everything that is around us with the substance of that goodness and glory, that life, that flowing out of us, that joy, that that it is all of creation that is resonating with that frequency that we're, we're feeling energized in this space, but in return, we are energizing creation herself too. Like we, that's why it's this beautiful symphony of, of just like, you feel like when you really stop and listen in that space, you're standing under the stars and you can see and hear the breeze blowing through the trees that creation is so happy for us to be here and in her. And, and I love that. I just, I love that essence, that feeling that we had, you know, when we were experiencing that, when there wasn't anybody else or anything else around, just us in the wilderness. So in Roman, Romans 8, it speaks about creation groaning. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. How do you know that creation is groaning? <laughs> is it something that you see? Is groaning... A visible thing? Mm. I think it probably does. I think it can manifest itself as yeah. something visible, but groaning, I would think, is a noise. Yeah, definitely. We know that the whole creation has been groaning. I know that if I was to punch you in the arm, you would groan. <laughs> that would be a noise. <laughs> yes. So if the creation's been groaning, it's been making a noise, as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time, and we're not listening, we can't hear that creation is growing, how would we know it? Mm. We haven't got the freedom to walk along exactly. the beach because we're doing other things and we're too uptight and intense and distracted from actually mm. listening to creation groaning, then how would we hear it? And why is it important to hear it or not? Mm. Is it important? I feel like just the illustration there that it is truth, like that it's actually a reality, is just a reminder of who we are and what we have within us that creation is groaning for. Because what does it say after it says creation is groaning? What is it groaning for? So we know that creation has been groaning. We know that because we've stopped and listened in our freedom. We can hear so creation, creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth. And in Romans 8, 19, just before that, it says that for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. <laughs> Who are the children of God? That's us. That's us. That's so us. creation is waiting in eager expectation mm. for you and me to do what? for us to realize who we are so that then we can bring forth the the love and the light and the hope and the freedom and the truth and the joy and the resurrection power that is all just flowing from within us so that so that the the creation doesn't have to be subject to the 
the corruption and decay of the law of sin and death any longer, yeah. but it, that it can come into the fullness of life and immortality of of like this be- this beauty that we've all been created for. Yeah, so that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Freedom from death. From the fear of death. Freedom from disease. Freedom from decay. So freedom is the opposite of the definition that you gave in, in the beginning uh, being locked away with um, you know your liberty taken away from you whether it's in movement you know physicality or even the ability to speak what you want to say mm. go places that you want to go and even creation has been subjected to a lack of freedom mm. because of us not remembering who we are yeah and it's and it is who we already are it's not like I think even this whole mentality with how we're thinking about we want Jesus to come back again. Do we want to crucify him again so that we can be set free again? Like aren't we already set free? Aren't we already living in that place of victory? Like what do we want to be set free from again? Aren't we already those it's people kind of, that we're longing to see. Kind of like we see. do expect him to do something again for us, something that the Bible tells us as as believers, as, as Christian people, the Bible talks about him already having set us free. Mm. And now that we're free, we have our freedom because of what he did for us. Now we feel like we're, we have some sort of bondage again. Mm. So we've taken the free gift that we've been given and set it aside and said, okay, that was good for them or for somebody else or something, but it's not for me. So I need something to happen again so I can be set free again. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that there is so much theology around still the fact that we're we're really captive to the world and all of these things are still happening and we place ourselves in this in this place of separation where we're constantly offering our prayers to a god that is out there somewhere and we're not realizing that we are the manifestation of the resurrected Christ like we are him on the earth he even said to us that we can do all the things that he did and greater things than these, that we can actually resonate with the groan of all creation and we can bring life and immortality and wonder and goodness and freedom and joy and hope into all of those spaces just as we walked up the coast and we were really beginning to let go of all of that do-do-doing and continue to bring ourselves just into the being of who we already are. And then listening to the song that comes out of that place, this sweet song that would sing in in this beautiful language of the spirit to this beach here and to this sandbank there and to this beautiful little river here and to these birds over there. And to realize that creation was singing back with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's always interesting to me to have 
conversations. I love conversations and that what this is what this podcast is all about is the conversation. But there also comes a time I feel like there's enough conversation in the world trying to convince us one way or the other whether we're free, whether we're not, whether we're immortal or whether we're not. <laughs> but at some stage we need to actually put actions to our words or to our theology, to our thinking, our worldview. Yeah. We need to actually walk these things out. If we believe that we are not going to die, if we believe that we're immortal, well, the only sign of that not being the case is when you die. So whilst ever you're alive, you are immortal. <laughs> so you're walking it out already. Whilst ever you're free, whilst ever you're walking up the beach in complete freedom to do whatever it is that you choose to do, you're living a life of freedom. Yeah. So the example of us walking up the coast, walking the freedom way, is actually actioning out our belief and our understanding of our faith in God. Mm. We believe that we've been set free to do these things that we want to do, that we want to be able to walk along the beach and we want to be able to listen to creation that is groaning. We're actually actioning out our faith. Mm. So is there an encouragement that you might have for other people that are wanting to actioning out, action mm. out, take action on your beliefs rather than just hearing them spoken over and over again? Now, if you're sitting at home listening to this or driving your car, or you're in the back of the car like young Don and his parents are playing this up the front, you know, is there an encouragement that you might have for somebody to actually mm. action out their beliefs so that it's not just mm. conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like this it, it is, it's this whole cognitive dissonance that is the very thing that stops us from moving into the fullness of those things that we believe versus the reality of what's really resonating with us, what we're really feeling, and then the action that we can take as a result of that. So, you know, while you, while there's something that that feels like, oh, like, I don't know about that, you know, like, oh, that, that isn't what we got taught at school, or that isn't what my parents said, or that isn't, you know, um, what the pastor, the pastor would wildly disagree with that, that's like, you know, not theologically sound. Uh, I think that where we need to go with that then is to just rest in his presence and then just allow ourselves to just connect briefly with those frequencies of creation and just see what you hear. And that's, I know that's weird, see what you hear, but I think that, that, that it's, that it's actually really powerful to engage all of your senses as you're just sitting in that space of just taking time to step outside of the busyness of your mind, your workplace, your family, what you've got to get done, the ironing and the washing and all of those kind of things. And just to take a moment to connect with the bird song, to connect with the breeze, just to hear the ocean crashing, to just sit under the stars with that beautiful night sky and just to feel what it feels like to be there. And in that place, then realize that all of that is within us. And then there starts to be an expansion where you will be able to 
grow your capacity to receive more of the, the downloads and revelation in this space about who you already are. You're a son. You're a son. You're free. Yeah, you're free. What do we have to do to get that? We just have to be. We have to just be. Believe it. Just be. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. <laughs> and it's not even my belief that sets me free. I've already been set free before I believed. It's like I was already loved. He loved me first. So I am already loved when I have a revelation of his love. There was nothing I did to receive that. I just need to be aware of it and then receive it and to sit in it and to be in what already is. Mm, when you say sit in it, you don't just mean sit around all the time, do you? I mean... Like you're free. You absolutely. can do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. And I think the beauty of the being is that you never leave your state of being. You always are you wherever you are. So when we have that consciousness of really being um, expanded to know that we are always in him wherever we are that we're always loved that we're always free that all of a sudden we become in this place of realizing that there's there's so much more free free walk the freedom way walk the freedom way it's so cool walk the freedom way <laughs> And if you don't have to walk on a sandy beach, <laughs> like to really feel the tangible realness of what that means, like, you know, if you, like, that's awesome, but I, I would highly recommend an adventure out of your comfort zone to just really bring you into that place of realizing who you already are. And just in, like, remember some of those days when we were hiking up some of those mountains you know and our legs were just shot like we were just exhausted we were thirsty because we had only a really limited water that we could carry so there were often times that we were we, we'd run out of water and it was we were just engaging with the joy like you know kookaburras would fly in and they'd start laughing over us and we'd be reminded oh my goodness the, all of creation is walking with us all of creation is celebrating that we are here. All of creation is going, come on, guys, you can make it. You know, a stream, we walk past a stream and, and it's like, you can drink me, you can drink me. And the birds are like going, come on, your, your legs will keep walking. We will just laugh at this joy frequency over you. I remember we got offered a lift by a lady in a town and we were really worn out and tired and smelly and hot and we hadn't showered for a few days and it was early on in the adventure and 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 when she offered us a lift it was like oh, I don't know about that I don't think we can we hadn't actually spoken about whether we were going to accept lifts or not but it was like we had this self-imposed rule that we thought that we had made up about getting lifts because we were walking so when she offered a lift, we had to think about it. And she basically forced us into the car anyway, her and her husband, to give us a lift to an, another town. And even in that, it was like, how silly is that? We're doing this walk of freedom, which we've decided to do. There are no rules to the walk, except for the ones that we've made up. 
which we haven't even spoken about, which we haven't even made up. And when we get offered a lift, we go, oh, I don't think we're allowed to have a lift because there's these rules that we haven't made up that we think are made up. It's just ridiculous. So I just, I just think we need to think about these things on a daily basis as to why we choose to do the things that we choose to do as well. Why do we go to the cafe that we go to in the morning to get our coffee on the way to work? Why do we do that? Is it the person there? Is there an atmosphere? Is it the coffee? Do I have to have it? You know, let's just challenge our thinking as to are we actually living in freedom? Are we living in an accidental bondage to the world that's been created around us? Do I even have to go to have the coffee before I go to work? Do I have to go this way to work? Do I have to go to work? What can I do? We hear these conversations all of the time. People who say they have to do things that they actually don't have to do. I met a homeless man this afternoon on the street. I'm guessing he's homeless. I, I think he probably is. He hangs out with all the people that I think are homeless. And sometimes we think that these guys don't have their lives sorted and that we need to do something to get them into housing or get them fed or get them cleaned up, get them to stop drinking, taking drugs, get them to do things that we think they should be doing. You know, it's like we're imposing rules upon other people's lives by trying to, sometimes we're actually trying to help them. We think we're trying to help them, but we're trying to put them in the system of the world that we think they should be in so they look like they're well presented and they're on track. But we're so messed up as the people that are on track anyway. And I was talking to this man today and he said, uh, I said to him, oh, you know, I saw you walking down the street the other day in the opposite direction that I normally see. What were you doing down there? And he said, I was window shopping. Now, this man was not window shopping because the only thing I think that this man probably buys is alcohol and and there's reasons why I think that. And I know this person and I'm pretty sure I'm right. And he doesn't actually have a fixed abode or a, a, a house, a location where he spends the night apart from in the park. And in some people's thinking and in my thinking in the past, I would have thought that he should get his life sorted, he should stop drinking, he should get a house, etc. But he's living in his version of freedom as well. Like he, he's window shopping He's pretending to window shop to buy things that he's actually not wanting to buy, but he's free. He doesn't have to go and do a job that he doesn't want to do to buy the thing in the window that he actually doesn't really want to have anyway because mm -hmm. something tells him that he should have it to put in his house. And then he gets himself into credit card debt and has to keep working at a job he doesn't like. He's actually free in what I consider to be a state of existence that I don't want for myself but maybe he's free hmm. yeah that's right you know we, we don't know why don't we just like take care of our own freedom hmm. and stop trying to tell each other so. what they should do yeah definitely well that kind of like leads into this quote that I was um, from uh, it says no one from outside of ourselves can rule us when we know this we become free that's a quote from Buddha from Buddha yeah and there's another one here from, he's one of those Indian guru guys. 
Um, freedom is about becoming free from everything, including yourself. Mm. And I think sometimes that is that space that we we are our own bondage like we are our own restrictions we are those rules that sean was talking about why can't we get into the car with these people because when we actually decided okay we will because they were just so excited that they might be able to pick us up they shared with us this sweet island spot that we never would have found without them Mm. that we got to free camp on this island all by ourselves. And it, and it was stunning. It was one of the highlights of our walk. And we got to sh- they got to share their journey of walking through Europe as well, which they shared with us as we drove the like seven Ks from where we were into this into the town so that we could, you know, use amenities and everything. And it was it was such a precious little encounter with these people and they were so excited about our trip. And it, and it um, ignited like remembering for them about their journeys when they were younger and the, th- the travels they'd had and the people that they'd met and everything. And Our freedom really special. got to set them free yeah. to remember their freedom as well. Exactly. And what about like um, it, our beautiful friend that we met once we journeyed out, out, of, the, out of the bush onto Palm Beach and we walked up onto the... It, into the like cafe promenade there and these people had come over to us and said sit with us sit with us and they were really fascinated that we had our backpacks on and we start sharing out our journey where we'd walked from and what had happened and everything and and this this guy that we were talking to he just starts crying like he just had tears rolling down his face and then he went on to share with us Um, his journey of freedom like his trip that he'd been wanting to do for a really long time which was to walk from Sydney to Perth and we were like whoa that's crazy like we felt like we'd just been walking all of these weeks and weeks and weeks and it had just been such a long trip but we couldn't even fathom like walking all of that distance and he kind of saw that as being this encouragement into his freedom adventure that he was about to embark on. And amazingly enough, he actually accomplished that. Like last year, he walked from Sydney to Perth. He, yeah. His name is Richard and he's like in his 60s and he just did this incredible walk raising funds for planting trees and it just been a dream of his and and once again for people outside of australia you might not know sydney and perth and how far apart they are but in a sort of straight line it's 3933 kilometers according to google but he didn't just walk straight across either he walked from sydney down into victoria and across uh, well over 4000 kilometers and he wasn't necessarily we didn't give him the idea to do that but us walking our freedom walk encouraged him to step into the idea that he had had. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and on that note, uh, my book, guys, if you don't have it, it's called The New Now, and it is chock-a-block full of those kind of stories of our life, those those little pieces of things that you do in your everyday walking with guys. The more of us that live a life of freedom, the more encouragement there is going to be for other people to live a life of freedom. Absolutely. So we all need to start living a life of freedom to encourage everybody else and then we can all just be free. So the new now, that's the name of the book, go to the website, wildfiretribe.life. The book is for sale there. Kylie might even sign it for you and write something in the front and send it to you if you buy it through the website. 
we also have Patreon, which is uh, a way that you can support us. If you've been enjoying the podcast and what we're bringing to you each week, the freedom for us to be able to do this on the road and to continue to keep on doing it, even as we are already doing it, we really would like partnership uh, in the form of support through Patreon. So if you're able to to support us with a one-off offering or an, an ongoing monthly amount, then we would we would be just so grateful for that to be the case. And we thank you for the people that are already supporting us to do this. And we just look forward to the more and the more and the more. We have other things that we also do, not just the podcast, but we have men's gathering online. We have another uh, session that you've got coming up, Kylie, next month. What's yeah. that one? Yeah, so I've got um, a Thought Energy Workshop. It's an intensive, just really um, expanding our consciousness in and, and understanding the energies that we're, that are held within our thoughts yeah so depending on when you listen to this you may listen to this after that has already happened but if you do there's more and more intensives that'll be coming up we also offer mentoring and a lot of these things that we're offering there's also music to listen to are only available to people who support us through patreon so it doesn't have to be a large amount at all but it does unlock for you things that you can have that other people just don't get access to to keep us in our freedom yeah absolutely so thank you all so much for listening it's been such a hoot to have you on board yeah it has it's such a hoot it's like a um it's awesome yeah we thank you thank you everybody for listening thank you for your support Uh, thank you for your future support and we thank you for those people that have been encouraged to step out in freedom there needs to be more to encourage more to do so Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. See you. I see you.